This episode of Conversations with the Priestess is brought to you by Maven. If you need some good wavy hair, a good lace front, some virgin, serenity, some yakky, some human hair, then y'all need to shop with me as I go to Maven. Go to priestessbeauty.maven.com. And honey, I'm telling you, you can get grade A bundles. Grade A bundles, honey. Priestess loves using Maven, y'all. That's why I be late like I do. So go on over to priestessbeauty.maven.com and get your bundles today. going on everybody it's your girl the priestess never your mistress yanni t but you can call me the mistress if you're nasty what's going on y'all here's another edition of conversations with the priestess i'm absolutely loving the fact that y'all are riding with me thank y'all so much for your patience as i put together these episodes and edit i'm doing everything myself so i deserve some cookies and some praise okay so this week has been great this week has been great. I'm not going to complain. Um, Mother's Day was this past Sunday, and I was glad to spend it in church. And I actually had a Zoom call with my mom, my siblings, and nieces and nephews. And it was just a call to say Happy Mother's Day to my mom and have a family gathering since we can't really do it like we would want to. Because even with the vaccinations, my family and I were still practicing CDC guidelines until it's clearly gone. And Mother's Day last year was kind of tough for me because it was fresh after my grandmother's passing the month before. And um, I was feeling some kind of way. I was really feeling some kind of way, but I said, you know what? I still have my mom. And mother figures. I even called my aunts to wish them a happy birthday. How I mean a happy Mother's Day, not a happy birthday, a happy Mother's Day. And I did not call that one particular aunt that I lived with. Um simply because of the fact that I'm grateful for what she did provide for me and for some of the advantages that came with it, but that's a soft spot because she's not my mother. She's my aunt. And it's a major issue um, that I do not um, call her mom anymore. Um, again, she's not my mom. She's my aunt. And I'm not going to allow her to disrespect my mom. Um, she called me a couple of weeks ago on the I'm the one to blame for her anger because I won't call her mom and because I held her accountable for the abuse that I suffered while living in her household. Um, but nevertheless, I am, I blocked her and I don't feel bad for blocking her. I kicked her out of my life and I don't feel bad at all. Um, I feel sorry for her as I said before, but this mother's day was perfect. I got to be with my mom virtually, still have my mother figures, um, and I did do a memorial post for my late grandmother. 
And this time I wasn't even sad. Mm-mm. And I'm just, I'm just in a place now to where I'm doing things to make me happy. And that was, and I, I can't believe I actually planned a Zoom meeting with my siblings and my mom. And it was an awesome experience. Um, and I loved it. I loved it. I love it. I love it. So kudos to the mothers out there. Y'all are doing an awesome job. And to the mother figures, those who are serve as a surrogate, those who mother some children or nurture people in some type of way, I honor you. Okay. And speaking of mothers, many of you all are familiar with this particular TV mother. Y'all, it is with excitement that I announce that the iconic actress, TV mom, singer, and just all around mother, the iconic Felicia Rashad has been appointed mm-hmm, as a dean. Mm-hmm, yes. Recently at Howard University, matter of fact, Wednesday morning, it was announced that they chose Felicia Rashad, a Howard alumna, um, as the dean of Howard University's College of Fine Arts. And I am honored to have her sitting in this role. Now, all I can say is her acting speaks for itself. Her vocal prowess, her, her, oh my gosh, her whole entertainment career speaks for itself and the fact that she graduated from Howard uh, is something about a Howard woman and I'm absolutely here for it. Congratulations Miss Rashad. Thank you for showing us that we can and thank you for paving the way for us and I'm just happy to share that news with you and speaking of black accomplishments in education, this one is going to knock you off your feet. Because of them, we can. So, 18-year-old Samuel Lyons, who is a singer in Virginia, has been accepted to 40 colleges and awarded $1.6 million in scholarships. He is a singer at Franklin High School. And in August of 2020, he started applying for college. And doing all of this while doing virtual school in the middle of a pandemic, he was admitted into 40 colleges and offered more than $1.6 million in scholarship money, 11 alive reports. Um, his guidance counselor has spoken highly of him. He says he is the first student since I've been at FHS, FHS to have been accepted into this many colleges and earned this huge amount of scholarship money by himself. And, oh my gosh, this is just something major. Some of the colleges that he has been accepted to, the University of Richmond, George Mason University, Virginia Commonwealth University, and Ferrum College. Um, Samuel wants to uh, pursue a career in computer engineering and plans to ascend VCU, where he was awarded 30,000 VCU Engineering Progressive Award. I mean, a $30,000 VCU Engineering Progressive Award. So kudos to you, young man. 
you are setting a blaze for generations after you. I wish you the best. And I'm looking to see great things from you, young man. So y'all give it up for him. I'm I'm just so proud of this young man. And just to see this, um, it makes my heart proud. It makes my heart proud. So I'm looking for great things from this young man. And, you know, we need to uplift these babies that's doing all of this great work. We need to uplift our babies because if we don't, nobody will. And just to think that he's out here doing something positive, you know, being an example to other young people. I applaud him for that. Um, just seeing how the world has changed over the last year and seeing young people still excelling for the best. This is a game changer and I'm here for it. I'm going to take a quick break. We're going to be right back and we're going to have some more fun. So here's some church announcements. Need some new lip scrub? Need something to get rid of those bags under your eyes? Do you need to moisturize with all natural products? Y'all, go on over to queenvscosmetics.com and get you the awesome lip scrub. I have a lip scrub by Queen V. Oh my gosh. It's a moisturizing lip scrub and it has grapeseed oil, organic sugar, and other essential oils, flavoring, and coloring. Baby, she put her foot in this. She put her foot in this. And y'all, it is made by a black woman. And again, it's all organic. Y'all get the moisturizing lip scrub. For those who plan on be kissing them on people and putting their mouth in places, since y'all done got fully vaccinated and Corona on her way out of here, girl, get get you this lip scrub. It's going to make your lips nice for when you kiss your boo. Men, y'all use this too. No woman likes some crusty ass lips kissing her. So y'all get this stuff. So go on over to queenbeescosmetics.com and get your cosmetic needs today. Hey fam. I want to thank you all for your love and support and thank you for reaching out to me. Um, I have a new email address specifically for this show. Um, that's ybstaylor at gmail.com. I want your feedback on what you want to see more of on this show. Or if you just want to write in for advice, um, I would love to hear from you all, my listeners. I want to hear what you have to say. That way I can see how to direct this podcast. And if you have someone that you want to be a guest on here or you want them to co-host or you want to just be a co-host for an episode, reach out to me and we can negotiate. So that's my announcement for you all. That's something new I'm adding. And this is going to help this podcast grow so much. So we're going to go ahead and get back into the show. Love ya. And I am back. I am back. So before we get into I was in a cult part five. So y'all. Y'all know that I work in a specific field, right? I work with people. And with those people, shit happens. So, a couple of days ago, this past Tuesday, I was at work. And I work in telecommunications. I work in wireless. I work for a cell phone company. So... This lady comes in and I happen to be working with a customer at the time. And this lady comes in and she's having an issue with her phone. And I had already checked on her and she said her phone wasn't charging. It wasn't working. Okay, bet. We can see how to navigate this, you know, and we'll be good. So 
she is talking to my coworker and he's helping her with the phone while I'm helping my custom my customer. And I'm overhearing the woman talking as I'm preparing myself for what I need to get done with this customer, making sure all all I's are dotted and all T's are crossed. So the the woman and my coworker were talking about the phone, and my coworker asked me a question about the phone not powering on and a certain procedure, um, in them trading in the phone. So just giving him the information and I overhear the woman say this one pivotal line that changed my whole perception of mankind within a matter of moments. So this woman blabs it out that she um, heard the, the charging port of her phone had gotten dusty and dirty, which is normal. There's a certain way that you can clean that out. I'm not going to discuss that here because I'm not on the clock. So this woman says, oh, well, all I did was clean the charge port with soap and water. I'm thinking to myself, ma'am. And while I'm thinking this, I look at the customer that I'm dealing with and they look at me. I then look at the woman and I look at my coworker. My coworker is looking at me like, yo, is she for real? Did she really just say that she fucking cleaned her charge port with soap and water? Y'all, I could not believe the shit that I was hearing. I really cannot believe that. So I said, well, ma'am, this is electrical. You should not have cleaned that with your phone. That's why it's not charging. And my coworker comes right in behind me and is like, ma'am, that was dangerous of you to do. You could have hurt yourself and that phone could have exploded on you by you doing it. Like that battery could have swollen up or anything. Like <laughs> it was funny as shit because he sounded like somebody's dad and he's only like 20. And I'm like, yo, calm down. And I said, ma'am, I'll be right. I told my customer, ma'am, I'll be right back. I would act like I was checking inventory to see what we had so I could die laughing. And I had a silent laugh. Mind you, I'm wearing liquid eyeliner and mascara. And I had to keep my mascara from running. That's how hard I was laughing. But I'm like, bitch, did you really just clean your damn phone with soap and water? And I'm like, ma'am, you are a grown woman in your 50s. Why? Just why? So, you know. I had to finish up with my customer. I hurried up and finished up with my customer. And I went out. I I ended up clocking out and going home after that. I'm like, you know what? (laughs) That has made my fucking day. (laughs) That has made my day. So, and I'm like, oh my God. Ma'am, what were you thinking? For real. I don't think people really be thinking about what the hell they be thinking, what they be saying and what they be doing. Like, for real, they people just don't think. And <clears throat> I get a lot of customers and they be on some dumb shit. They be on some dumb stuff. Like, uh, I had one guy in there. Um, he was basically basically trying to finesse me out of a phone on the account that he doesn't that is not actually even his. And what ended up happening is it's his parents account but he's not listed on it and 
we already have a notice that when he comes in, don't help them. Okay, boom. So I couldn't help him. So he gets ill with me and he goes off on a tangent. And I said, sir, I'm sorry, but those are the protocols of Verizon. Now we can start you on your own account. And he's like, you know what? I'll be back. I'll be back. Okay. And my personal favorite. Oh, I don't know my phone number. Ma'am, we need your phone number for your account purposes. Like for real, because the way our verification code is set up is touchless now. (sighs) You know, we send them a little authentication thing and boom. And what's so fucked up about it is people be actually trying to con folk. And I'm like, you know what? Y'all on that bullshit. Y'all on that bullshit. And I ain't got time for it. Like for real. And girl just I be over it but one of the experiences that I have had so far as a trans woman working in corporate America is um, constant misgendering and I'm going to talk about this on a separate episode Um, I had an incident where and I I believe I talked about this before where a woman a woman's child asked what my pronouns were and I said she her and the woman says oh honey yes it's a she And it didn't hit me until I got home what the woman really had said. And I'm like, oh, she just hit me. And I'm like, okay. I see. I see what she did. I see what she did. And you know what? She ended up having to come back to me for help over something that she did. But you know what? It's cool. I get I get mad disrespect and one of the things that um, that has really um, annoyed me with that is the is when you give them your gender they still want to be nasty in acknowledging you okay you can be nasty you can be nasty all you want but you still pay me at the end of the day. I still am the one that's helping you. I'm the one that's taking care of your needs. So you kind of need me. But I don't need you because I still get money either way. And it's just the fact that people think it's okay to disrespect you. And again, this is something that I deal with constantly. Um, and it's not even from staff. It's actually from the patrons and I have some things in the works for future trans women that may be working with this particular company I'm not going to bash the company but if they tried it's going to be it's going to be some trouble and I'm just going to say that but work and then on top of that dealing with trans misogyny um and that's a whole nother story in and of itself I'm not going to dwell on that right now I'm not going to dwell on that I'm not going to dwell on that so Mm -mm. And speaking of not dwelling on things, many of you all are familiar with a situationship. Well, this person tried to pop back up in my life, um, asking me how my love life was going. And they started giving me a long, drawn out dialogue about what was going on with them. Apparently, they had a sports injury and this, that and the other. And they're working on themselves, which fed me as "Mm, fuckboy shit ahead. And I was right. It was some fuckboy shit. So he basically wanted to meet up with me, which I knew it was about sex. 
And for a moment, I almost said yes, because I had been kind of missing him. And I'm like, "Mm, I don't think I should do this because I know what this gave last time and I was emotionally drained. I don't want to go through that again because you basically let me on the whole time. And you disrespected me, you ghosted me, so no. And I let him know, look, I put myself, I put distance between us for a reason. Simple because of the fact that I wanted to give you my heart, but you showed me you only wanted my dick and ass. You wanted what you could get from me. You wanted my throat. So you wanted all these good sexual things, but you could not give me anything in return. One thing I want to advise y'all, Honey, don't let nobody take you through hell like that. Don't let anyone access you only when it's convenient for them. You stop that. Mm-mm. Treat, mm-mm. Don't even treat them a certain kind of way. Cut it off immediately. As soon as that behavior starts exhibiting itself, baby, it's time to move on. And it's okay to move the hell on. It is okay to leave folks where they are. It is okay to leave folks where they are. And when you start leaving folks where they are in your life, you're going to see who's really for you and who really wants something real. Ain't no needing you chasing some empty fantasy, honey. Ain't no needing you chasing something that you know ain't good for you, honey. Mm -mm. Don't let people access you any kind of way, honey. It is okay to tell somebody no. You can't have access to me in that way anymore. You had my attention, but you didn't know what to do with it. Call people out on their bad behavior. It ain't going to hurt. They want to call you out. You call them out. And see, I'm all about holding people accountable. But if you don't want to be held accountable, that's fine. That's between you, your mental wellness. But I have nothing to do with it at this point. And that's the God honest truth. That's the gospel truth. Now we're going to take another quick break and we'll be right back. I was in a cult part five. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, y'all. I am wrong for the intro to this. (laughs) Very wrong. So back to this church in Rock Hills. So we didn't covered a plethora of topics and, you know, I'm just, I think I'm just going to wind it up here. So we talked about sexual manipulation and all of the gaslighting things that they did. But one of the things that also took the cake for me at this particular church was convoluted rehearsal schedules. Now, when I first joined this church, we would meet on Thursday nights to rehearse for the praise team. And since I was in school, I wanted to make sure I was active in church, you know, making sure I was doing my spiritual thing, you know, and it was basically out of tradition, of course, because you know how it is when we're told to go to church and all that jazz. So I said, well, you know, I'll join the praise team and all of that. So we would have our normal rehearsal and, you know, it was awesome. And it was understood if I couldn't make it due to school stuff or if I had schoolwork to do different things like that. However, it got to the point to where 
random rehearsals would be scheduled when it just so happened there was nothing going on. People didn't have anything to do. People didn't have to work. And it got to the point to where we just start having random rehearsals out of nowhere. Um, and it got really bad. If we had a major event coming up, it was like three, three days out of the week we're rehearsing. And I'm like, it doesn't take all of this. Like we have other stuff that we need to do. So what it really came to a head for me, which is why I started planning my exodus as well. Is that during the course, like the year that I graduated at my own place, it got to a point to where they were demanding people take time off from work for rehearsal or, you know, if you're hanging out with friends, all of a sudden we have rehearsal and to be there at the church by a certain time or was going to be consequences. And it got to a point to where like she would ask what we had planned to do on certain nights of the week. I said, well, I don't know more than likely getting ready for work. You know, that's my work time. And she was like, okay. And she would plan a rehearsal like maybe at like seven to nine. That way I would have enough time to go home and get ready for work since everything was like close together. And I start putting two and two together. I'm like, she be asking about our schedule so she can spend, we can spend our ever waking free time with her. And this is Godmother's Prophetess is doing. I said, okay, I see how you want to do. I see how you want to do. And I was like, I couldn't believe this shit was happening. So one of the things that happened, I will never forget this. These new guys came to the church and they were brothers. And they ended up joining our dance team. And the dance team had something going on one Sunday and I got asked to play a cameo. And I said, well, sure. And I just had a simple part, but I noticed that every, that, um, a couple of people were late. Some people were coming from work. Some people were actually coming from other things that they had to do. And one of the guys was like maybe five minutes late and Godmother prophetess asked him, well, why are you late? He was like, Oh, like we had just finished breakfast. My mom had cooked breakfast and you know, we ate before we left the house, which I really didn't see that was why that was relevant, but I get him being honest. And I'm like, dude, number one, you should have told her if he was like, well, like, Oh, I'm sorry. Like we have something to do at home. Like, come on. It's the weekend. You're going to be late. But when he said he was eating, she said, well, she says out loud, she says, well, you were at home eating. Um, none of us have had breakfast. Did you have breakfast? And I'm like, yeah, I had breakfast on campus before I came out here. So what ended up happening, she says, oh, well, that's not fair. You know, you were eating and none of us had breakfast. And I'm thinking to myself, how was that not fair? He's in the comforts of his own home. I had breakfast. You could have easily got something to eat. What he did has nothing to do with that. And I started really seeing the change. And these guys left not long before I left the ministry. So it got to a point to where if you did something without them or without certain people, it was a major issue. And I'm like, baby, I can have friends and people outside of the church. Like, it's not that serious. 
And what did it for me, I will never forget that this is before I got ready to leave. This was right around the time I moved across town. I got asked to come to some rehearsal for something. No, I got asked to come out to the church because they were rehearsing and they needed me to do something with a keyboard. I said, well, right now I'm not even in Rock Hill right now. I'm in Charlotte. I was lying through my teeth. I was sitting right there at home and didn't want to be bothered. I said, I'm in Charlotte right now. And I just had a job interview. I was, I was lying through my teeth. I had a job interview in Charlotte. So I'm on my way home because I have to go to work. And I have some things that I got to take care of. And she was like, well, you need to come out here. I said, I'm not. What time rehearsal start? It starts in a few minutes. I said, I'm not going to make it in time because I'm stuck in traffic. And she was, ah, why are you all the way in Charlotte? I said, well, I'm sorry. And it got to the point to where to avoid them. Like, I would lie about where I was and make sure I was gone. It got so bad to where I would be before I moved across town. I would be in my apartment. I would let my homeboy use my car. I'm like, take my car. Keep it over on your side. I said, I'll call you when I need to go to work. And I started doing that. Because mm -mm, I had to play a whole cat and mouse game. So. It's time for me to move across town. And I made up in my mind. Because before I moved to this new place, I was staying, I was dating this young man and and he was like Jan, he was like well Bridget that was that was my drag name he says Bridget you need to leave that church and he was like they are harming you they are taking advantage of you they're using you I said I know that I said, I'm plotting my exit now. And he gave me an ultimatum. He said, you leave or, or I'm not going to talk to you anymore until you leave. Like I value our friendship. I value what we have, but I don't, I don't like seeing someone taken advantage of. I said, you know what? Yeah. And so I left the church. I left the church. And of course, as I said before, they stalked me for months. They stalked me for months after that. And I hope they hear this podcast. I hope someone tags them in this podcast. I hope someone tags the pastor in this. But it was just horrible. And I'm out of it. I'm healed. And the good thing about it is that I now realize that a lot of the behaviors that I exhibit and some of the feelings I've had it's because of that, because of that experience. And I have been nipping that in the bud and realizing I'm around new people. I'm around people that care and that don't want to harm me.
And I'm grateful for that. Very grateful for that. And it's something about when you're in a safe space and you know that you're in a safe space and people exhibit that love, that that genuine support. And yes, the healing process is uncomfortable, but I'm thankful that I am now healed. So we're going to be back to our regular programming and talking shit. So y'all live off me free from the priestess smooches.